Welcome to Talk the Talk, and you can hear a lot of people talking the talk. I'm Bill Newman. Buzz Eisenberg is away today, and we have in the background, live from the byways and highways of Western Massachusetts, the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. want you to know this number, 888-323-HOPE, 888-323-4673. We made the match yesterday. We have another match on the table today. The same thing, $2,500 this hour. Your dollar becomes two, your 10 becomes 20, and every dollar buys three meals for people who are hungry and or have families that don't know where their next meal may be coming from. Let me share with you a bit of an editorial from today's uh, Republican newspaper talking about hunger and the need and the new food programs here in Western Massachusetts, meaning really the new food distribution centers, and there are a number both needed, so it's a good thing they're there and sad that they are needed. Here's what the Republicans said today. This problem, meaning food insecurity and the 17 million U.S. households who were food insecure in 2022, this problem has been traumatized over the past decade by Christopher Monty Belmonte, the radio host who 14 years ago began pushing an empty shopping cart 43 miles from Springfield to Greenfield. It's a little historically inaccurate, but close enough for the Western Division. Under a new, <laughs> under a new name, annual Mar- under the new name, annual March for the Food Bank, Belmonte's campaign launched Monday and continues Tuesday. Monty, where are you? We have just crested the Amity Hill Horror on Amity Street in Amherst, up to the Jones Library in front of Amherst Cinema. It's the highest and hardest hill of the whole food bank march. Uh, but we're in good spirits. The sun is shining. It's not too cold. And everybody, this giant entourage seems to be having a pretty good time on this second day of the 14th March. Bottom, bottom line here, Monty. Let's get to it, okay? Is everyone yeah. who started at the bottom of the hill still with you, alive, breathing, happy, and joyous at the top of the hill? The answer to that is yes. Yes, and we all even right. picked up some more people at the top of the hill. So that is good news. Well Including done. Uh, Representative Mindy Dahl. <laughs> well, that is absolutely fabulous. Listen, I want our, the listeners to know we made the match yesterday. We made as much money as we have in the past, and we are hoping to help Monty reach his goal of a half a million dollars for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Again, 888-323-HOPE, 888-323-4673, and your dollar will become two. Your 10 is 20. Your 50 is 100, and 100 dollars means 300 meals here in Western Let me add to that to Bill Newman, because the food bank has also talked to a bunch of their own sponsors and supporters that have incentivized you in many different ways to uh, to donate. So not only is there anonymous matches, there are matches throughout every hour, um, but this hour in particular is the biggest hour of the whole March, where there is so much money on the table that can be matched, both from uh, businesses and other donors, as well as this anonymous donor through your show. Well, thank you, Monty. Okay, you have a lot of people who are there supporting you, marching with you, and you're keeping them all healthy. Who's who's standing next to you, who we could talk to next? Well, right next to me is Representative Dan Carey. Would you like to speak to the representative? I would like to speak to Representative Dan Carey, representative from the 2nd Hampshire District. Representative, thank you for being with us. For those of our listeners who are not as familiar as those... Oh, we have Dan Carey. Dan Carey. Hello, Dan Carey, Representative Carey. Thank you so much. Uh, Representative from the 2nd Hampshire District. For those of our listeners who might not know, can you tell us what municipalities you represent in the great general court of Massachusetts? I represent Hadley, South Hadley, East Hampton, and half of Granby. 
And you are on the Food Bank March with Monty. Tell us why you're doing it. We started in Northampton, went right down Route 9 in Hadley this morning. And we're doing it to raise awareness and raise money. I think raising the awareness sometimes gets lost because we're talking about how much money we can raise and how many meals we can buy. But along the way, the cars are beating their horns, students are joining us, people are joining us. I think it's really important that people realize this isn't an issue for another place and another time. Food insecurity is something that unfortunately happens right here in our communities, and we can help our neighbors by doing fundraisers like this. Representative Carey, if you could keep your voice right into the microphone, we would really appreciate it. It's a little hard to hear because there's a lot of background noise as well. Uh, I'd like to know. Where's the microphone? That's better. Headphones. So all you got to do is talk loud. Okay. That's that's good. Uh, so, Representative Carey, uh, why do you do this? Why are you on this march? Why is it meaningful to you? It's something that's important to me because I know our neighbors that are struggling with food insecurity. We hear from them in my office. I see them at the East Campus Community Center, at the South Avenue Neighbors Helping Neighbors. It's, it's a real way that we can make a difference in people's lives, especially now as the weather's getting bad. We're thinking about Thanksgiving and food. This is an issue for families in our region year-round. And so it's important for me to be here to help support Monty and his crazy outfits because it really makes a, a big difference to families in our communities. Yes, raising the critical question of today, which is, how did we all get roped into this thing by Monty exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he thought of it. I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, that... I'm glad no one told me to dress like Barbie. I missed that memo. <laughs> Senator Jake Oliveira did it yesterday. <laughs> well, but if that, if that helps feed a family, there's nothing wrong with that. Well... The memo I was glad I missed by Dan Carey, memoirs, a memoir of being a state representative. Representative Carey, thanks so much for being with us, and thanks so much for joining Monty on his march. I'm wondering if you have one of your uh, fellow uh, elected officials standing next, next to you or nearby who we could also join, uh, who could join us in this conversation. I've got Natalie Play, Mindy Dom, Jim McGovern. Who would you like, Bill Newman? Oh, my goodness. I can't select from that. What an august group. I'd say hand it to whoever is closest to you, and we'll do it by proximity. How's that? Who is that? Uh, all right. I'm in downtown Amherst. I've got my very good friend, Re Representative Mindy Dom. We share the town of Granby. I'm passing you over to her now. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, Bill Newman. Hopefully, we can do it again soon. I would like that. Thank you, Representative. I'm live with Bill Newman. Okay, Represent, Representative Dom, you have the headphones on? I know, this is like the craziest thing. I'm talking to you through these headphones. Yeah, and the connection is terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, well, the joys of live radio. We need you to keep your voice up, not close to the microphone, but not too close to the microphone. And can you say hello and see how that works? We're doing a sound check. For hello, and I don't even know where the microphone is. Okay, that was very good. That was pretty good. So okay. tell, us so why, no, tell us why you're on the march, Representative Dom. I'm on the march because I want to support the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts efforts to get as much food as possible to food pantries across our region so that folks can have food to eat. And I'm also here to support Monty Belmonte, who's like our champion in the region, as well as Congressman McGovern. That was succinct, to the point, powerful. This person should be a politician. What do you think, Dan Torres? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think, she, I think she's got some skills here. Really. A lot of skills. Yeah, well, I've got so. major skills because I'm walking and talking to you at the same time, actually. <laughs> walking and talking. Have you spoken to... 
Have you spoken to Monty this morning? We have spoken to Monty this morning. Thank you. And and whatever okay. whatever you're doing with the Don't microphone, worry. however you're speaking, that's perfect. That's just perfect. So a final thought from you before we get some more of your colleagues on with us on the radio this morning. Representative I really want to, I want to encourage people to give money to the food bank. And I also want to encourage them to give money to their local food pantry. We need to do both. Food pantries are getting um, increased demand like they've never seen before. And so is the food bank. And we need to do both to be able to feed our neighbors. So please, please be generous. Give what you can. If you can't give money, give time because they're going to need more volunteers to be able to distribute more food. The number is 888-323-HOPE. 888-323-4673, and your dollar will be doubled. Your $100 becomes $200. And the food bank makes such an, a, a difference in terms of how it's able to purchase food. Every dollar means three meals for people, ki hungry kids, hungry families, people who don't know where the next meal or if there will be a next meal. And you can change that. You can change that. 888-323-HOPE. Representative Mindy Dom, thank you so much for being on the march. Thank you for joining us today. I'm wondering if you have an, one of your, another one of your colleagues nearby who might be able to take the headset from you and join us. I don't see a colleague nearby, but I can give it to Barbie and go find somebody. Okay. Would that be all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sure. Put Barbie so, back on. Here's, here's Barbie. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Barbie. Hi, hi Barbie. Miss, uh, uh, Barbie. Barbie yes. Belmonte. Uh, yeah. I got it. Okay. So uh, I'm wondering if uh, you've received any, uh, I don't know how to put this exactly, uh, thoughts, sharings, musing, comments about uh, your particular uh, attire. It was interesting to decide which bathroom to go in at Home Depot and then uh, to use a urinal in a Barbie outfit. That's about it. But this, this is the Valley. We're okay with all of this. And that's why I'm dressed as Barbie because across the country, drag has been uh, denigrated. And drag is a wonderful expression and a beautiful art form. And I love putting on a dress. The uh, legendary punk rocker Iggy Pop once said, I don't feel ashamed to dress as a woman because there's nothing shameful about being a woman. So, and you know, not that a dress is what women always wear either. It's just fun, man. <laughs> well, thank you, Barbie, for joining us on uh, Monty's March. We really appreciate it. Listen, you have any other electeds next to you or near you, uh, Monty? Or Yes, I have another elected with me who just said that she doesn't wear dresses either, like Mindy Dom also does. And I'm going <laughs> to hand the headphones over to Natalie Blay. Representative Natalie Bay. Thanks, Monty. Thank you. Hello. Rep Blay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the march. Tell our listeners, if you would, please, why are you there? Why do you do this? Oh, it's just an incredible way to support our neighbors in need. And there are so many who are in need right now. And for all of these people and these organizations, businesses, nonprofits, schools are coming up on another group of school children uh, to come together to raise money for the food bank to be able to help those who need it most is really incredibly uh, heartwarming. <laughs> We're walking up. There's a group of about 20 school children here that we just walked up to. They all have signs. Don't wait to donate to the food bank. Every person deserves food. End hunger, $1 equals three meals. They're incredible. It's amazing to be out here with them. What a great slogan. Don't wait, donate. Don't wait, 
Donate. Exactly. Don't wait. Donate. Got it. <laughs> at eight 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 three two three hope eight 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 four six seven three or foodbankwma.org eight 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 three two three hope. Representative Blay, thank you so much for doing what you're doing, and thanks you for supporting the food bank. I'm wondering if you have any colleagues there we, you might pass the uh, headset and microphone on to, so we could get another word or two in from some of our. Uh, Who have you spoken to so far? Well, we have such a crew here. I don't even know. Well, we've spoken to Dan Carey, uh, and we've spoken yes. to Monty, uh, and we yes. have uh, all sorts of people you could hand it to. If the district attorney, Dave Sullivan, is there, we've not spoken to him yet, or Joe Comerford, Senator Comerford. Or- have you seen I, We can turn you over to He's Jim right McGovern. He's right there. We're going to have to get him to hustle right hey, John. Okay. Hold on one second, Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> Congressman McGovern, I am so happy that you are at the top of Amity Hill as opposed to the bottom. I congratulations on making it and happy birthday again. Did you have a good birthday yesterday? <laughs> I, I had a great birthday. I went to Joe's restaurant at uh, in Northampton and I had a, a scotch and a crap of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. the breakfast of champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but no, it, it was great. It was great, and, uh, and you know what? And, and was, I'm still standing. I'm not yet in the intensive care unit, so we're we're, we're still going here. Are you and, f- and people continue to be generous and, and give money to this cause, and we are so grateful. And the weather's cooperating. The weather's cooperating. I, I have a crucially important question for you, Congressman. How are yes. your feet? Um, I feel nothing. So that either means that I'm doing good or they are just dead. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I have, yeah. My wife said to me, you're too old for this. I said, well, you know, I mean, uh, you're never too old. Uh, and the bottom line is, is that this, this is an important cause. And, and, and Bill, we appreciate you always, uh, cheering us on and, and helping to raise awareness and to encourage people to give. But, I mean, look, we have people in this community that don't know where the next meal is going to come from, and the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts is key to making sure that they don't go hungry. And uh, as we say yesterday, some of these, a lot of these people are working people. They work full-time, and they can't uh, afford all their expenses, and including putting food on the table. So... This is incredibly important. We all should be ashamed that hunger exists in our country. And we need to convince our elected officials to do more at the local, state, and federal level. But until we get there, I mean, we have to, we, we have to be part of the solution. And that's what this is all about. We have been speaking with Congressman Jim McGovern, who is on the march on the byways and highways of western Massachusetts, heading towards Greenfield, the second day of what is a 43-mile march for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. Congressman, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for being on the march. And please tell Monty to call us back soon again for our listen. Thank you so much, Congressman. And we're we're going to soon meet up with Joe Kennedy, who's going to meet us at the Emerson Survival Center. And then Governor Healy is going to meet us later on in the day. So so people should uh, join us at any time. And uh, uh, But I appreciate... I appreciate you having me on, and uh, if I don't talk to you again, happy Thanksgiving. And to you, Congressman. Thanks so very All much. Right. We'll be right back. Come on, Barbie, let's go 
Listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. Find local news and local talk for the Valley. Which says we need to appeal to the wealthy white people of our region because the marginalized people do not have money. Which is true, but as we know, that's what happens when you have centuries of policies that are oppressive, that are racist. Where the heart of the Pioneer Valley lives. 1015 and 1400 WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. The Inuit catch their own and hanging in the sun to dry. New Yorkers have it smoked on bagels over the Sunday Times. When you order salmon at Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant, it's Faroe Island salmon. You know where the Faroe Islands are, halfway between Iceland and Norway. The ocean waters are clean and Arctic cold. Try Paul and Elizabeth's Faroe Island salmon with miso scallion butter. Order your salmon scampi. Add grilled salmon to any of Paul and Elizabeth's salads. There are so many ways to have salmon at Paul and Elizabeth's. Jay Burnham here, voice of the Massachusetts Minutemen. Touchdown, Massachusetts! I just wanted to let you know that all of the UMass football action can be heard right here on our new flagship home for Massachusetts football. It's WHMP. The Paul Parent Garden Club, every Sunday, 6 to 8 a.m. Brought to you by Weinzick Nursery, locally owned and operated since 1954. Visit Mike, Amity, John, and the rest of the team at Weinzick Nursery, Route 9 in Hadley, and online at weinzicknursery.com. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at ForbesLibrary.org outreach. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Well, this is a first. We have a dog on the console here in the studio. But first, I want to remind you that you can make a huge difference if you call the food bank's line to take your contribution today, uh, 800-323-HOPE, and you can make a huge difference. You can fight hunger. You can do it. You just need to call that number, 888-323-HOPE. We have, okay, we have dogs here, uh, and, and, and I'm all ears because I want to hear from the person who is in, well, the heart and soul of Hilltown Sledders, uh, Marla Beebe, uh, Marla B. Brodsky, but known as Marla Beebe. You have two beautiful, big, well, look like, <laughs> hi, I have a dog uh, uh, on the console. <laughs> I do. And the dog is now uh, licking. Oh, we're going to do play-by-play as the dog is licking my microphone and me. Okay, Marla, why are these dogs here? Who are they? What okay. do you do with them? Well, um, Bill, we are Hilltown sled dogs. Okay. And I have two sled dogs with me. And the one who's was giving you kisses is Yezzy, my little puppy. She's a year, and she's my most recent litter. And over here, I have Choco, big girl. And uh, Choco, you want to pant into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was doing a very, very yeah. incisive interview with... <laughs> 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 
Okay. So um, anyway, so I'm Hilltown Sled Dogs, and we have been around for uh, over 12 years now. Tell us what uh, Hilltown Sled Dogs does, what is available for people who want to, uh, well, if nothing else, take a ride. Uh, tell us what Hilltown Sled Dogs is. Okay, so... Um, like this Friday. And I'll just pet the dog. On Black Friday, we have sled dog camp. So we have become known, our signature now is our sled dog camps for kids. During the summer, our sled dogs have the best life of, I think, any sled dogs anywhere. Because they get their own kid for the week. The kid gets their own dog for the week. Wow. And they go swimming. They go hiking. They free play in the pens. They learn about mushing on dry land, canine crossing where you run with your dog pulling, and I have these campers that come back, and then they become apprentices, and then they become junior handlers, and some of them even go on the dryland race circuit. I had a gal; she won women's canine cross at a at a race in New England the other week. So could I go? Well, I don't. I've got to finish the show. But after that, could could I go on a sled ride with you? Can I do so, that? So. Yeah, right now we're running rig rides. I did some where we... Um, You're running rig rides. Racing it. rig rides. So I'm a North American gold medalist in rig racing. Let me get the Tic Tacs out from my mouth. <laughs> and um, I've competed in the Dryland World Championships in Sweden. Wow. So I take people on a sprint loop so they can get a taste of what it's like riding a racing rig. It's like two fat bikes put together with a seat in the middle. We call it the canine roller coaster. And you can do that now. And meet all the dogs and learn how to harness them and go for a ride until the snow flies. And then we do what most people think of is going on a sled. We have drive your own small team. Really? But, you know, we only get like two months of, of winter now. Yeah. So most of what we do is on dry land. And the dogs pull the sled on dry land? How does that work? They pull on wheels. They pull oh. this racing rig, this canine <laughs> roller coaster. They pull you on foot if you're running. How many dogs in the pack, so to speak? So I have right now, at my max, I had 24. Now I have 12 adult dog teams, three litters of four, two seniors who live inside, and they keep, keep track of the pack. At my max, I had 24. So how many dogs pulling... Is sled is that the right word or the yeah. the, the so cart when, together? I mean, how many how many? If I'm sitting in this vehicle, in how many dogs are in front of me? If you're in the racing rig, the racing rig. Thank you. You have six dogs pulling you, and I had a guy who was over our weight limit, but it was fine. He was like a 250 pound guy. When we went down the hill, we were going so fast because of gravity, you know. So my job is to just kind of keep hold the dogs back so we're going fast but safe. And Anyone can come and, and sign up, and how do we do that? So we have a website, hilltownsleddogs.com, and you can see what we offer, our tours on dry land and snow, our camps. Um, I also, with my dogs, did the serum run in Alaska in 2020. Wow. We uh, did three weeks out on the Yukon River and the Bering Sea. Um, we did 750 miles. Now, on a sled, I had 12 dogs pulling me. Wow. Right? On the wheels, I just, we go with six. Um but so I mean, a dozen dogs when you've sled on snow, but six dogs when you're in the racing rig, and the dog is back on the console. And Hi. and Hi. right Hi. now we're up. doing we're doing training <laughs> runs. Stop, where, stop where, looking my mic. Where you can come for a half day. <laughs> Oops, there goes the coffee. And be with us on the UTV on the side by side with the twelve dogs. So <laughs> we offer everything year round because you know what, Monty. Is she a, um, an amusement park ride that we just pack up and put in the closet? 
No. Oh, no, no. she's living and breathing? She is, she is. Tw- and, 365 and she, days She's living year. And, and half on my lap and half on the console. <laughs> and, and we have to keep them happy, like coming and do radio shows. This is fun. So we try to do things with them all year long. This is really fun. So you've been doing this for more than 12 years? Yeah, I had the business for 12 years. And how long? And, and how did you? And I guess I've been doing it for 15. <laughs> so now I know this puppy is going to be my new. So do you know that these dogs are therapy dogs too, Monty? I'm not Monty Bill. No, it's okay. I, I, I've been called worse. I mean, are you happy right now? I, am I happy? Well, I, that's I, what it's like when the kids come to camp and the clients come and meet all the dogs. And the dogs they are all over the console. This is they ridiculous. get kisses. <laughs> okay. So, uh, um, uh, I, I, right, really, they, there's they, nothing more to talk about. Just get some more kisses. Uh, uh, <laughs> This um, is okay with your wife, right? Dog kisses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is a little inappropriate. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, I, with a dog on my lap and this, and tongue all over the microphone. Um, so, how long does it take to train a dog? <laughs> to train a dog? Well, these pups, this litter, we went to Wisconsin. We actually go in January. We go to where there's snow, and. Um, they started running at five months. We typically put them in harness at six months, uh-huh. and if and they learn from the rest of the pack. You put them in the middle, and she's learning her commands now how to be a good leader. These are two, two beautiful, beautiful dogs. How old? How old is the white? So one? Choco is my hardest pulling dog on the team. She is five. There's four of her. And how big are they for those listeners who obviously? Well, <laughs> Choco is a big girl. She's probably close to seventy pounds, uh-huh. sixty-five, seventy. Um, Yezzy is a lean girl. She's a stage racing dog. She's probably about 50. Yeah. And is she fully grown? Nope, a... she's not fully grown. Okay, there's more, there's more to come. <laughs> there's more to come. And uh, so, so Hilltown Sled Dogs, we do a little bit of everything. And I've seen you. I, uh, cross-country skiing, I've run into you up at the uh, DAR, I believe. At uh, the DAR, we yes. sometimes do rides there. Yep. Right now, we're doing training runs at Notchview. We'll, you might see us at the Chesterfield Gorge. And when it gets real cold, we'll go down to the Northampton Meadows. Wow. Okay. But, this is so much fun. But we fun. race all over the country. You race everywhere. and you... We've spent three winters in Alaska. Oh, this is what I want to say. Yes. I have a book coming out about my serum run called The T's, The U's, The V's, and Me. It's going to be out in June. We're going to do a book release here in town. And, and you'll come back and talk to us about it's it. It's about what these dogs do. Yeah, that's just amazing. Okay, so uh, for those of our listeners who are listening and somehow not getting this on their television. Oh, right, we're a radio station. Yeah, but <laughs> you're, Wrong again. you're I getting photographs so many pictures. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Ah, you're going to post this. <laughs> oh, I don't know, because I might have to post Monty's wait, we pictures. We need to but... get one with the two of us. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, well, here we go. Can we get, can we get a photo here, Dan, with the, the, four, on, the four of us? Yizzy, come on. Come on, get him. There you go. There you go. So right now we're taking a photo op. <laughs> and the dog is right on the microphone. Very good way to speak right into the mic. But, oh, but these I, are beautiful dogs. I do want listeners to... Oh, let me get to that microphone. I do want listeners to know that um, we have a camp on this Friday. We have one spot left, and that's ages 8 to uh, 15. And then December 27th and 28th, we have two more sled dog camps. Sounds kids. absolutely fast. Tell our listeners, you really want to do this. This, is, this looks like so much fun. And I've seen them as on a cross-country skiing saying, I want to be doing that. I mean, more than cross-country skiing, I want to be on that sled. Tell, tell us, how do we reach you? How do we, how do we sign up? Okay, so you can go to my website, 
hilltownsleddogs.com and all the contact info is there and you can check out the tours page for what we do on dry land training runs rig rides drive your own team on snow come for a sled ride and you can check out our camps page where we have camps all summer and the secret is it's really dog therapy, but we don't call it that. But the parents know that. <laughs> Just like what you're getting right here, right? I haven't been this happy since the Golden Retriever was in the studio yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. And, and what I like my your listeners uh, um, to know is my um, experience is about the dogs. It's dog-centric. It's not about the ride. It's you meet each dog where they live. You get to know their personality. You get kisses from all all 14 of them. And <laughs> then you, exactly what that is, feels and, like. And then you get to start working with them. You get a lesson, and then you end up with what they actually love to do, which is they love to run. Marl, it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you. <laughs> tell, tell our listeners again, please, how do they reach you? How do they get on one okay, of these rides? You Go can, to get the kids to the camp. Um, HilltownSledDogs at gmail.com is my email, and that is on our website, www.hilltownsleddogs.com. That's H-I-L-L-T-O-W-N-S-L-E-D-D-O-G-S.com. And I'm Marla Beebe. This is my team. They're my family, and they are my partners. We work together. We are so tuned in. It's an amazing thing. I can hardly wait to take one of these rides. <laughs> okay, well, you got the first part. You got the dog kisses. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. And it's been documented. <laughs> so I really want to thank you, Bill. And, and you know, I, I bumped into you by the Mill River during Toshley. And, did. And, um, and, and thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you for bringing this amazing experience. And I especially want to thank Choco. This is yes, Choco, Choco right here. Choco's beautiful. And I want to thank Yezzy. And Yezzy. <laughs> Yezzy, my new best friend, Yezzy. <laughs> thank right. you, Marla. Thank you very All much. Right. Hilltown Sled Dogs. Hilltown Sled Dogs. The address is, again? Hilltownsleddogs.com. Thank you so much, Marla Beebe. We'll look forward to having you back during the season <laughs> okay. and for your book. We'll okay. be right back. With Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Amherst Town Councilors met for over six hours last night to talk about everything from funding for the library renovations to streetlight policies and Paul Bockelman's performance as town manager. Here's newly elected Jones Library trustee Eugene Gofredo. To reject the project would be a costly mistake. We would lose over $23 million of federal, state, corporate and personal funds. Pretty much all of it is contingent upon the project as it's currently defined. A vote on whether to approve a supplemental appropriation for the expansion and renovation was postponed until a later date. The Healy Driscoll administration has launched a new state police unit to combat and prevent hate crimes called HART, the Hate Crimes Awareness and Response Team. The unit is comprised of four to five sworn members of the state police to serve as primary contacts for local law enforcement, community and religious groups. With one day down and one to go, the 14th annual March for the Food Bank of Western Mass continues today. Walkers have raised over $120,000. Congressman Jim McGovern's joining the march again with Monty Belmonte. Hunger is a political condition, and we have the resources and the ability to eradicate it, not only in our community, but throughout the country, and I would argue throughout the world, but we lack the political will. To donate to the annual March for the Food Bank, you can call 888-323-HOPE or visit the website foodbankwma.org. 
Sunshine this morning, clouds this afternoon, a high of 38 to 42. Rain and snow developing after 6 o'clock this evening. The snow will gradually change over to rain overnight tonight, a low of 30 to 36. Coating in Northampton and then up to 4 inches in our far western hills. For Wednesday, rain in the morning, mostly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 44 to 48. Dry on Thanksgiving. 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. Have you heard about concierge medicine? It's a different way to do healthcare. A complete wellness package, which includes greater access to your doctor and more personalized care for an annual membership fee. Hi, I'm Dr. Kate Atkinson. I'm proud of the excellent care that Atkinson Family Practice has provided for 15 years and counting. In addition to our main practice, we're excited to begin offering concierge medicine. Is concierge right for you? Learn more at atkinsonfamilypractice.com slash concierge. The Daily Hampshire Gazette, the Pioneer Valley's newspaper covering Holyoke to Deerfield and Belchertown to the Hilltowns, was awarded New England Newspaper of the Year for their local news coverage. Home delivered six days a week and online 24-7. Try their digital-only subscription options and stay connected with your community wherever you are. Pick up a copy on newsstands, subscribe, or visit gazettenet.com. The Daily Hampshire Gazette, covering the Pioneer Valley since 1786. What's cooking at River Valley Co-op? Here's avid eater, grocery shopper, and co-op member, Bill Newman. The co-op's kitchen is always stirring things up. Get ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads, pizza, burritos. Get help with holiday parties and dinners. Let's bake. The co-op has all your baking essentials, like ground up, flour and grains, stone milled in Holyoke. Put a little lovin' in the oven. Breads and brownies, cookies and cake. Let your creative inspiration flow. River Valley Co-op, wild about local. Everyone is welcome. You're a nonprofit doing good work in the community. You want to let people know? That's easy. Talk to Hannah. Tell her you want to have a PSA on WHMP. If you're a community nonprofit, WHMP helps you communicate. Have an event? Need donations? Volunteers? Talk to Hannah. She'll help you craft a message and we'll run it at no cost. Hi, it's Hannah. Email me at hward at whmp.com or call me at 586-7400. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts, and messages from community nonprofits. Yes, it is the music for the comedy quiz, and we will have Maddie Benjamin in just a moment. First, we want to remind you, every dollar you give this hour will be doubled. Every $10 becomes 20 every 50 becomes 100 and $100 means 300 meals for families and kids and elders here in Western Massachusetts who otherwise are apt to not have a meal, who will go hungry. one 323 hope one 323 You can do it. You can do it. You can make a difference. Please call 888-323-HOPE. Let me turn over to a lighter subject matter. Really, we have a comedy quiz for you today that I think is going to be, well, how to put this, weird. <laughs> Why do you say that, Bill? Uh, good morning, and welcome to Happier Valley Comedy Comedy Quiz Show. My name is Maddie Benjamin. I'm the program manager and facilitator of fun at Happier Valley Comedy Theater, and I'm the monthly nerd in residence here on the Comedy Quiz. Uh, I'm going to ask a handful of funny people to answer questions on a subject they know nothing about. This morning, I am lucky enough to be joined by uh, Scott Braidman, the artistic director at Happier Valley Comedy. Hi, Scott. 
Hello. I also have the lovely Sally Eckes. Sally is a literary agent, a very funny person, performs monthly at a Happier Valley Comedy with Not In Charge, and just a treat to have. Hi, Sally. Hi, Maddie. Good morning. And uh, finally, our third panelist today is WHMP's own Jess. Hi, Jess. Thank Hi. you for being pulled out of the other room to come play with us this morning. I am ill-prepared. <laughs> That's great, because everybody is. Uh, this morning on the Comedy Quiz, we are uh, talking turkey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have prepared a trivia question, uh, a series of trivia questions exclusively about Turkey. No. Oh, uh, okay. The answer is spatchcock. Oh, that probably is an answer. Are these multiple choice? Uh, we're going to start off with some multiple choice. We'll give all of our panelists a second to chime in uh, and let us know what they think the right answer is. Bill will score arbitrarily uh, and we'll uh, come back with some uh, long answer after the break. All right, great. Everybody ready for question number one in today's Talking Turkey? Okay. <laughs> we throw in the sophistication for free. That one That's right. Uh, Sally, you are allowed to use words, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Excellent. All right, question number one. Uh, we have a um, current events Topic for you. So on Sunday, November 20th, just this week, President Biden issued an official presidential pardon to a pair of turkeys named what? I'm going to read you the multiple choice for these and you can uh, chime in when you have them. Was it A, Tater and Tot? Was it B, Liberty and Bell? Was it C, Cobbler and Gobbler? Or was it D, Stars and Stripes? Hmm. This is not the tough one. Come on, let's go. Take a guess. You can do it. Okay. I'll, I'm going to go with Tater and Tot. Okay. I'm going to go with B. What was B again? <laughs> you just really attached to the letter. Uh, Liberty and Bell. Liberty and Bell, that's right. Jess, you're staying on top of all the national news. What do you say? I, I didn't pay attention to what the turkeys' names were. Oh, uh, that was really important. Liberty and Bell. Well. Congratulations. Two out of three. Yeah, the correct answer was Liberty and Bell. <laughs> and Scott, you weren't incorrect. Uh, we did have a pair named Tater and Tot, but that was uh, several years ago. So all of those were names of other turkeys that have been pardoned in the past. I hope like, oh, the grandkids you. are naming the turkeys. <laughs> I want to know who comes up with it's the It's got to be like the grandkids, right? So good. Well, this year so it was good. the city of Tur Turkey Lee Love. Oh. Tur Turkey Lee. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, question number two. Uh, while we think of turkeys as exclusively ground-dwelling animals, turkeys are actually capable of flying at speeds of 40 to 50 miles per hour for short distances. What is the furthest that a turkey can fly? Is it a, up to 10 yards, B, up to 25 yards, C, up to 50 yards, or D, up to 100 yards. Whoa. Uh, I'm just picturing turkeys flying far distances. At yeah. the speed, speed of, of a car. That is, I'm going to go C. What was C again? <laughs> 50 yards. 50 yards. Tater totters. That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll say, uh, t- uh, ten, what was it? Ten yards? Ten yards? Ten yards? A is up to ten yards. Yeah, up to ten yards. I'm going to say up to ten yards. Very fast for a short distance. Ten yards. I mean, come on. I think come it on. depends on the size of the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say if I see turkeys flying at me, I'm running a hundred yards. <laughs> I'm going to go with a hundred. <laughs> Well, you are correct, <gasps> Jess. Wow. Turkeys have been measured at flying up to 100 <laughs> yards. Wow. Very impressed with my turkey knowledge over here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you thought you wouldn't have any of the right answers, <laughs> Jess. Yeah, okay, let's see if you can get another one. It will be gravy. All right. Oh. Oh. Uh, she's just winging it. Oh. Uh, all right. Um, what is... Quick little question here. What is uh, a baby turkey called? Is it A, a poult, B, a turklet, C, a chick, or D, a nugget? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just picturing little baby turkeys. They're all so cute. They're all so cute. I hope it's poult. A. Yeah, poult sounds good. But I, I think it might be chick. Um... I really hope it's not nugget. I feel bad after guessing tater and tot because, like, <laughs> everything about turkeys is just food sometimes. And, you know, I feel bad. I hope it's chick. I think it's polt. Is giblet available? <laughs> no. Uh, e, giblet. <laughs> I am going to go with the mass here. I'm going to go with polt. And that is the correct answer. Whoa! It is A, polt. They're specifically not chicks. And if you want a fun... Bert, fact. We Maddie do. is we pointing do. at me right now. Just so you can't see at home, but like she's pointing at me with Who a finger. Doesn't want a fun bird fact. Uh, chicks are specifically from a uh, born unable to move. So chicks are like nested in a tree. They're little tiny rubber things, and they can't move. But poults are born ready to run because they're ground dwelling. Oh. Now you know. Are you just winging it? <laughs> Incredible knowledge. Why aren't human babies called chicks then? (laughs) They can't do anything. Hmm. Uh, Take it up with the bird nerds. I will. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, let's do one. uh, Let's do another multiple choice question. This one is about um, turkey anatomy. Okay. Bill's got a guess on this one. Please remember, this is a G-rated show. (laughs) Okay. No problem. Turkey anatomy. Okay, Maddie Benjamin. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, turkeys are, have a reputation for not being the prettiest birds, uh, but both, I, you know, I, I think they get, I get short shrift, but, um, both male and female turkeys have a long piece of flesh, uh, that grows down from their foreheads and over their beaks, and it is called what? Is it A, a waddle, B, a snood, C, a proboscis, or D, a a dangle. Uh, this is Scott. I'm going to go with snood. A bibascus. That one. Bibascus. Bibascus. What was that word? One more time, Sally. Was it a proboscis? Is that what you said? A proboscis. 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 That's where I'm going. The waddle is the next. So I'm going to go with dangle. Was that one? Uh, D was dangle. Okay, I'm going to go with dangle. All right. Well, uh, Scott, you get this what? one. It's a snood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and uh, it's 
proven that uh, lady turkeys are more attracted to male turkeys with larger snoods. Uh, <laughs> it's not the size that matters. It's the dangle of the dongle. It's something about that big snood energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are at the halfway mark of the comedy quiz, and I want to congratulate you, Scott Braidman, for having joined the uh, crowd and having a point or two. And, uh, <laughs> Welcome, Sa- Scott. Sally Eckes, you are in the middle of the pack. Jess Tyler Woo! is leading at this point. I mean, shocking. It is shocking. It is shocking indeed. We'll, we'll just we're going to waddle forward and continue <laughs> the comedy quiz right after this. I appreciate it, but I was, I was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. Reading is one of life's great pleasures. Having a community bookstore makes it even better. Broadside Bookshop is a community-minded, woman-owned, independent bookstore in downtown Northampton, where you can browse to your heart's content. For book lovers, Broadside is home away from home. You can order virtually any book on the Broadside website and pick it up at the store or have it sent to your door. Do you love books? You'll love Broadside Bookshop. Hello, this is Patrick Kaling, Sheriff of Hampshire County. This year, my office received the prestigious Fatherhood Award from the Children's Trust, a state child abuse prevention agency, for our work with the Nurturing Fathers program. We are proud of our partnership with the Children's Trust and firmly believe that strong, safe families help build strong, safe communities. If you're interested in joining our award-winning team, visit our website, HampshireSheriffs.com, submit an application online, or call and ask for our HR department. Are you looking for space to host a private event? The Hangar Pub & Grill has you covered. Our Amherst, Westfield, and Pittsfield locations are perfect for birthday parties, reunions, corporate events, and more. Customizable menu options make party planning a breeze at an affordable price. Enjoy our award-winning wings along with our other in-house favorites. And don't forget the Amherst Brewing Beer. Visit hangerpub.com events to book today. Go green on Black Friday at Winesick Nursery in Hadley. Get your fresh-cut green Christmas tree. Pick up a wreath made by the Winesick Elves or a festive poinsettia. Get greens for the mantle or holiday centerpiece or green-filled log boxes for the cemetery. Find gifts for those with green thumbs at Winesick's retail store. Get plants, pottery, garden tools, and novelties. Wrap up a bird feeder with seed. Get knickknacks, plant hangers, glass or planters, and gift cards. Go green on Black Friday at Winesick Nursery, Route 9 in Hadley, and online at winesicknursery.com. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Actually, this is Talk the Turkey because it is the comedy <laughs> quizzes uh, department of comedy. And we, <laughs> and we turn this back over to Maddie Benjamin. Thank you so much, Bill. Uh, we are back with the comedy quiz uh, with Scott Braidman, Sally Agus, and Jess Tyler in just a moment. But first, if you have family coming into town this weekend and you are desperate for something to do with them by Saturday night, uh, 
tickets are still available to the Happier Valley Championship Show, 7 p.m. at the Happier Valley Comedy Theater uh, in Hadley, Massachusetts. And we hope we see you there. All right, folks, how are you feeling about turkey so far? Uh, All right, so we breezed through some uh, multiple choice questions in the first half, and we're going to come back with some uh, open response questions for the second. So whenever you think you know the answer, go ahead and chime on in. And if it's wrong, we're going to tell you to stuff it. (laughs) (laughs) Ayo. Bill got a heads up. I told him to prepare his turkey puns. So, <laughs> and I went to a website called Terrible Turkey Puns. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number one. Everybody ready? Ready. My snoot is ready. Excellent. Uh, in the months of November and December, a team of fifty experts will field almost a hundred thousand turkey-related emergencies at what hotline? Oh. <laughs> I also agree with that answer. Yes, butterball. <laughs> do you want to do you want to weigh in, Scott, or do you just want to accept that you got smoked? Uh, no, it's the uh, Department of Comedy at Happier Valley Comedy. <laughs> Also, turkey experts. That's Who right. knew? But yes, Jess, you don't even need the whole question. Mm-hmm. It is one eight hundred Butterball, aka the Butterball <laughs> Turkey Talk Line, and they will save your butt if you have a turkey-related emergency. And your Butterball. <laughs> that too. Uh, all right. Uh, moving right along, then. Uh, this is important knowledge for any of you who might be cooking a turkey this week. Um, but uh, how long does it take to thaw a turkey in a refrigerator? So you're taking it out of the freezer. When should you be putting your turkey in the fridge to thaw? Uh, From your your frozen turkey. Frozen turkey. What poundage are we talking about? Well, we're probably looking for a per pound answer. Yeah, something like that. Um, How long? Five Um, and a quarter days. I'm going to say four hours per pound. I'm going to say a week. Uh, well, uh, the correct answer is approximately one day per four pounds to thaw a turkey. So, oh, Maddie, do that math real quick, I'm Maddie. Just do that uh, real quick. Scott was a little bit long. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Mine was for a 28-pound turkey. I think right, right, right. Jess just estimated based on the size of the giant turkey <laughs> that she <laughs> is hosting with her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sally... Was right. Let's give everybody a point for that. <laughs> In the spirit of the holiday, everyone won. Thank Congratulations. Good. Well, well played. Thank you. So everyone listening, uh, if your turkey weighs more than twelve pounds, it should be out of the river, out of the freezer already. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Thank you for serving your community in this way. You're welcome. I take my responsibility very seriously. <laughs> All right, I think we have time for one more question, and uh, this is for those of us who might not be partaking of turkey uh, this year. Uh, in 1980, health food company Turtle Tofu Island Keith. Foods introduced. Oh. Vegetarian alternative to the traditional Thanksgiving main dish. Oh, wow. Yes, that was very (laughs) impressive. But if you ever take, you could also take a nice rice, nut, and Mm -hmm. squash combination, put it in a large gourd, bake it in the oven at like 350 for some period of time, and also feed your tofurkey loving friends. (laughs) Or just do the Jewish Christmas thing and get Chinese. 
I think, again, uh, one point to Jess for the correct answer with half a question. Yeah. One point to Sally for a really phenomenal recipe suggestion. And uh, one point to Scott for uh, the easy way out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I, I don't quite get this. Why did Scott get a point? Uh, Because it's important to feed the hungry, Bill. What's that number again? Oh, (laughs) Come on, Bill. 1-888-323-HOPE. 1-888-323-HOPE. Actually, that's a brilliant segue. (laughs) 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 Want to give us a final word on Comedy Quiz? We have about a minute, and so you can tell our listeners again where they can go when they say, you know, the family isn't that funny. We could use a little comic relief. You can find us at One Mill Valley Road in Hadley, Massachusetts, this Saturday night and every Saturday night at 7 p.m. And if you want to check out our offerings of classes, you can go to happiervalley.com. And uh, Bill, what's the final score for today's Talkin' Turkey? The final score is Maddie Benjamin wins plaudits <laughs> and a blue ribbon for having such good questions. Uh, uh, Scott Braidman, you did very well. You came in third. Thank you, Bill. Sally Eckes, congratulations (laughs) for being in the middle of the The what do you what do you call middle of the pack or whatever you call it? The average. A a gaggle of a gaggle of turkeys, is it? Okay, Jess Tyler, (laughs) our own Jess Tyler, is this month's comedy quiz victor. I'm so proud, (laughs) and we are so proud of you. Thank you all so very much for being with us on the comedy quiz, Maddie Benjamin. Thank you for bringing the funny people with you. Thank you, Bill. See you next month. How long and how hard would you work to own your own home? At Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity, future homeowners contribute dozens of hours to build a home for their family, but they need your help. Thousands of community supporters have participated in this work since 1989. They create a partnership with a future homeowner and Habitat to build a home, strengthen our neighborhoods, and create a legacy for our community. Grab a hammer, lend a hand, build a better world. Volunteer and support Pioneer Valley Habitat for Humanity. pvhabitat.org. Environmental nonprofit Ocean River Institute is working with communities to tackle climate change with nature-based solutions that feature slowing water down and building more soil with grasses and plants. Research indicates that people acting in their own neighborhoods can build an inch of soil in a year and slow sea level rise down by as much as 25%. Please visit OceanRiver.org for more information on opportunities to make a difference and go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greener and bluer planet Earth. WHMP Northampton and WRSI HD2 Turner's Falls. WHMP.com, a Northampton Radio Group station. It's 10 o'clock. News on the hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Movement in talks to free hostages in Gaza. Sources tell CBS News Israel and Hamas are quite close to an agreement that would allow some Israelis in Gaza to go free and some Palestinian women and children to be released from Israeli prisons. Correspondent Cami McCormick has our top story. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu says progress has been made in the negotiations and he hopes there will be good news soon. He will convene his war cabinet, his broader security cabinet and the full cabinet in the coming hours. An attack on an Israeli cargo ship in the Red Sea Sunday is raising new fears the war in Gaza could spread across the Middle East. CBS's MTS tie-out. A U.S. military official has said the seizure of the vessel is a, quote, flagrant violation of international law. But the Houthis are warning that the hijacking was only the beginning of what it's calling 
a battle at sea. And the fear is if more vessels are taken and more missiles are launched at Israel, it could pull other countries to this already devastating war. South Korea says North Korea has launched a rocket in what may be its third attempt to put a spy satellite into orbit. Two previous tries failed because of technical reasons. Pyongyang says it needs a spy satellite to deal with what it says are U.S.-led military threats. The biggest travel week of the year is here, and airlines expect a record number of passengers during the Thanksgiving rush. Among them this morning, this woman at New York's LaGuardia. It's kind of tiring being this early, but it seems like a lot less crowded. The busiest days tomorrow and Sunday are still ahead, and massive storms pushing toward the East Coast could gum up the works. The search continues in the West for a suspect in a deadly shooting. Here's CBS's Jim Crisula. Police in Custer County, Colorado, say a land and property dispute led to gunfire, which left three people dead and another person critically wounded, Sheriff Rich Smith. The suspect and at least one of the victims have been in previous civil disputes about uh, property lines and easements. Police are looking for the shooting suspect, a 45-year-old man. Police near Dayton, Ohio, say a gunman walked into a Walmart full of holiday shoppers, opened fire, wounding four people before taking his own life. New research finds energy drinks not a good idea for moms-to-be. CBS's Natalie Ruckham. A study published in JAMA Network Open looked at more than 7,000 pregnancies and found women who reported any intake of energy drinks were more likely to also report high blood pressure. Naomi Ruckham, Dow down 90 points. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 50 little blue or little yellow pills for only $120 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only $120 for 50 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on the little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818. Another step forward for a South... For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Amherst Town Councilors met for over six hours last night to talk about everything from funding for the library renovations to streetlight policies and Paul Bockelman's performance as town manager. Here's newly elected Jones Library trustee Eugene Gofredo. To reject the project would be a costly mistake. We would lose over $23 million of federal, state, corporate, and personal funds. Pretty much all of it is contingent upon the project as it's currently defined. A vote on whether to approve a supplemental appropriation for the expansion and renovation was postponed until a later date. The Healy-Driscoll administration has launched a new state police unit to combat and prevent hate crimes called HART, the Hate Crimes Awareness and Response Team. The unit is comprised of four to five sworn members of the state police to serve as primary contacts for local law enforcement, community, and religious groups. 
With one day down and one to go, the 14th annual March for the Food Bank of Western Mass continues today. Walkers have raised over $120,000. Congressman Jim McGovern's joining the march again with Monty Belmonte. Hunger is a political condition, and we have the resources and the ability to eradicate it, not only in our community, but throughout the country, and I would argue throughout the world, but we lack the political will. To donate to the annual march for the food bank, you can call 888-323-HOPE or visit the website foodbankwma.org. Sunshine this morning, clouds this afternoon, a high of 38 to 42. Rain and snow developing after 6 o'clock this evening. The snow will gradually change over to rain overnight tonight, a low of 30 to 36. Coating in Northampton and then up to 4 inches in our far western hills. For Wednesday, rain in the morning, mostly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 44 to 48. Dry on Thanksgiving. 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. This is our time, <clears throat> excuse me, with Carrie Baker, Smith College professor. The title of this segment, Feminist Futures, you're going to really want to hear this. She has, Carrie has with her today, a really special political guest who I think you're going to be fascinated to hear what their organization is up to. First, we're going to have a bit of a report from the highways and byways of Western Massachusetts. Monty Belmonte's now renamed March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. And we have with us some of, and with him, some of the marchers, one of whom is the district attorney. David Sullivan, welcome to the show. Why are you out there on the highways and byways and trying hard not to trespass? Talk to us. Oh, it, it's a great cause. We're raising money for the folks in Western Mass to make sure they have meal on the table and uh, can just live a comfortable life. So, uh, and we have great groups of uh, students today. We have them from Hopkins Academy, and we've also got them from uh, the campus school at Smith. So uh, I'm just thrilled to be here today. So, uh, who are your favorite co-marchers there? Oh no, I can't ask you that. Who are the other co-marchers? Who are with you? Who, who else is there today? Well, we got Bossy Barbie. Uh, he's kind of a pain in the neck. Uh, but we've also got uh, a beautiful uh, uh, pink-haired person from uh, the local community. And uh, Sean is just bringing the card up. We've got Phil Corman and Ben Clark from Clarkdale Farms. But uh, just a tremendous, this is the largest group we've ever had. It's just a, a great throw. We went through UMass and the marching band was played. I, I think you probably but I heard them along the way. So so that's great. So I've got Joe Comerford here. Would you like to talk with Joe? I would. First, I need one more report from you, District Attorney Dave Sullivan. This is really yeah. crucial. It's very important. How are your feet? Oh, my feet are fine. You know, <laughs> I, I have those ones, you know, back to the future, those ones that kind of glide on air. So, yeah, I rent them every year. They're gliders. They're perfect, you know. Okay. If you could hand, uh, hand this over to Let me give you. Let me give it over to Joe. Hold on. Thank you. So you are hearing live radio really live as they transfer the headphones from somewhere in Hampshire County. Uh, Senator Joe Comer. Hi, where are you? Uh, we're approaching the Amherst Survival Center. I'm here with Ben Clark and Rep. Lay and Rep. Dom and, and all, a great group of people. So take a minute and tell us why are you marching on this Beautiful day, a little chilly, 26 miles from Northampton to Greenfield. 
Why? Well, um, thanks, Bill, and thanks for uh, helping elevate and celebrate this walk. You know, I march because I believe in the work of the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and the other food banks across the Commonwealth meeting the immediate demands of hunger and food insecurity of our neighbors at the same time trying to work themselves out of a job, right? Because hunger is preventable. I also walk because this march helps demonstrate the, the reality that neighbors in Western Massachusetts are hungry or food insecure. And on top of that, they struggle with diet related diseases because the food they're able to ingest on the budgets they have is poor food. And then on top of that, in Western Massachusetts, we're acutely aware of the farmers, right, that feed us and the food system that needs our public support. So it's really a triple, a triple opportunity for all of us in this work to tell the story of what it will take to end hunger in the Commonwealth. And it's going to take uh, farmers, food system, it's going to take the public uh, commitment, it's going to take private commitment, uh, and we have to get it done. That's 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 beautifully said, and I agree. We've got to get it done, and we should note for our listeners that there is on the table for this hour a matching grant: one eight eight three two three hope eight 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 three two three four six seven three eight 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 three two three hope. Your ten dollars becomes twenty. Your fifty becomes a hundred, and a hundred dollars means three hundred meals for hungry children here in Western Bill, Massachusetts. You know, Bill, we should also say, if you have another minute, you yes, know, please. Jim McGovern uh, led a White House conference on hunger and nutrition, right, where the White House, thanks to Jim McGovern, laid down the gauntlet and said, we're going to end hunger in the United States, not only Massachusetts, but in the United States by 2030. So the work we're doing today is part of that, right, is part of the push, the national push, thanks to Jim McGovern. Um, to end hunger. And in Massachusetts, we say, okay, we're going to end hunger, we're going to tackle diet-related, preventable diet-related diseases, and we're going to make our farms and our food system stronger. Because when we do that, um, the people who are receiving the food get better food. And we, it's a it's a win-win-win. It's a win for our economy. It's a win for our farms. It's a win for our health. And it's actually, it's a quadruple win. And it's a win for people who need food. And Bill, I wish you could see this now. We have uh, students and faculty and staff from the Campus Center coming in with gorgeous posters. There's a huge group outside the Amherst Survival Center of Amherst town officials, and they're meeting one of the longest walks I've seen in a very, very long time. I haven't seen the walk this long um, in years. So I think it speaks to this moment of opportunity post-pandemic where people are really recommitting to what's good about Western Mass. And what's good is our ability to come together. Senator Joe Comerford, thank you so very much for your words. Well, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. See if you can, see if you can get that uh, Mr. Belmonte, if you can call us back at the half hour. Let two. me. At the half okay, hour. Okay, I'll have, I'll have Mr. Belmonte call you in one half hour. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for being there, Bill, to amplify this work. Thank you, Senator Joe Comerford. Let's turn to Feminist Futures with Carrie Baker. Professor. Thank you. It's so great to hear from all of them and, and that important work that they're doing. So this is Feminist Futures, Northampton's radio show that gives a platform to cool feminists living in Western Massachusetts who are working to advance the rights of women and gender minorities here across the state, the country, and the world.
My guest today is Beth Lev, who is the founding, a founding member and co-leader of Indivisible Northampton Swing Left Western Massachusetts. Beth lives here in Northampton, and I'm thrilled to have you here today, Beth. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Carrie, and thanks, Bill, for hosting this important show, Feminist Futures, uh, on your show. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Beth, tell me about Indivisible Northampton Swing Left Western Mass. That's a long name. What's, it, what does it mean? So it's a long name, yes. Um, it's a long name because we merged. We used to be two separate organizations, but uh, in the spirit of collaboration and networking and uh, focusing on making change as opposed to having specific identity differences or whatever, uh, we merged I think a year ago. Um, so we merged from two local or, uh, chapters of a national organizations, Indivisible and Swing Left. I was one of the founding members of the Indivisible group, uh, and uh, Michael Dover actually uh, joined our steering committee, bringing together the Swing Left Western Mass chapter to join ours. Okay. So I remember hearing about Indivisible. I think it was back around the time that um, Trump got into office, uh, I think. Yes. Can you tell me about the, what, it, what it is, what it, Indivisible is? Sure. So Indivisible is a national grassroots group of organizations, really. It started uh, just after Trump won, and so many people were devastated and enraged and unclear what to do, but had a lot of energy that... Um, many of us were looking for ways to channel into actually making change as opposed to just venting to each other. <laughs> and, uh, and a couple of people, uh, Leah Greenberg and Ezra Levin, who, were a who are a couple and uh, were former congressional staffers, put some of their energy into creating a Google Doc that explained how do you, how do you make change politically. They had been in in, as staffer, as aides in Congress during the time of the Tea Party. So they were very much aware of how a small group of very committed people could really change the whole conversation nationally, even though they were themselves a minority. And how they did it was they focused their energies on their local representatives and senators. So the people that they uh, were employing, that is, they were voting for, could vote in and vote out, were the people they had the most power with. And that was sort of the basis of the, of the indivisible Google Doc. Mm -hmm. um, they put it out online just because it was something they felt like they could contribute. It got so many downloads, it crashed the internet, <laughs> and, um, and groups started coming together, as did ours. Uh, we uh, met friends of mine and neighbors, met in our co-housing Common House, a great place to um, foment good trouble. And we uh, <laughs> talked about how we as a group could put some of these principles in this Google Doc uh, in action, as did many groups across the country. There, I, last I knew, there were indivisible groups in every congressional district nationwide. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. So, so then you would use this sort of knowledge from, from, the, from the Google Doc to try to influence what was going on in Congress. Yeah, so we got together, we uh, talked to neighbors, we, we looked at where people's energy was, what w we wanted to focus on, whether it was elections or uh, education issues, or at, at that point especially, and, and now again, but 
there were so many areas where we needed and democracy needed uh, help and strengthening. So we formed teams to focus on those particular issues using the principles of the indivisible uh, document and ideas that is focusing your energies where it will have the most impact, which is locally. Right, right. So what kind of issues did you work on? So at this point, I, I'll, I'll, we have worked on various issues throughout the fours, no, since 2017. So seven, wow, seven years that we've been in existence, um, a variety of issues. We, were, we worked on health care. We were involved in Medicare for all, both uh, statewide and, and in Northampton. Um, we worked on education issues, elections has always been an issue. Uh, we did campus outreach to get young voters more engaged and voting. Um, currently, our teams are, are mostly tactic-oriented as opposed to uh, uh, topic-oriented. So, And we're all kind of at this point really focused on Saving democracy, really. Yeah, so, so, needs so, to be saved. Yes, it does. <laughs> We're in a crisis. We are in a crisis. And so we have a team that, that, that does that tactically by phone banking, a weekly phone bank that uh, is on Zoom and has a community of people that are solid regulars from across the country, actually. Uh -huh. um, we have po a, a huge postcard team with people, local people, hundreds, really, of people that come uh, to our porch and pick up packets of postcards or in Amherst and pick up packets of postcards that are sent to voters in various uh, states and districts where there are important elections or issues uh, up uh, around democracy. And that's the same with the phone bank. We call voters in various places to get to help them be informed about elections or candidates or, or issues and make sure they know how to use their voice. So, weren't you involved in the Virginia elections yes. recently? So Tell me about that. Yeah, so that was pretty exciting, and also before that, Ohio. Um, so in Virginia, uh, there is. So we've been focusing a lot more, in, increasingly, we've, we've been paying more attention to the state level yeah. of politics because it's so important. We can talk about that, but we were most recently in Virginia, both our postcarders and our phone bankers, calling and writing to voters in Virginia. Virginia has. A Republican governor, uh, Glenn Youngkin, who uh, comes across as a moderate guy in a vest and uh, a <laughs> sweet guy, but he's actually quite a MAGA extremist in all of the policies he wants to put forward, including a 15-week abortion ban. Right. Um, and as well as education, uh, banning books and topics. So, so there's that governor. And then in Virginia, Every seat in the state, in the House of Delegates, that's their house, state house, and the Senate, state Senate, were up for election. And current and prior to this election, the Senate was very slightly under Democratic control, and the House was very slightly under Republican control. Right. The Republicans were hoping to get a trifecta, and right. if they did, they were, they were going to be able to push through all these MAGA laws, including this 15-week abortion ban. Yeah. And I believe that Virginia is sort of the most southern state where abortion is legal. It's you the probably, only southern state that still only. has legal abortion, uh, you know, along the lines of Roe. Um, there's some states like Georgia's banned it at six weeks, which is basically an all-out ban. But every other state has banned uh, abortion. So people are traveling to Virginia. So if Virginia were to ban it, then people would have to travel that much farther to find care. Right. So it was a really critical for that 
for that alone and also for very for other issues as well yeah. to make to stop Yunkin from being able to and the and the Republicans from, be, from being able to get that kind of a trifecta and so we were really kind of all all hands on deck and yeah. uh, succeeded um, excellent yes yeah. along with many other uh, activists we succeeded so so at this point as as probably you know everybody knows the both the House and the Senate in Virginia are now democratically controlled right so we've really put a stopper onto Yunkin who was also reports are thinking about um, moving to the national stage as a presidential yeah. uh, candidate so uh, the more we can stop MAGA mini magas the, the right. better right yeah I think it was very much a litmus test uh, once again of the abortion issue but also just the extremism of these MAGA folks that are in power. And you, you also mentioned Ohio. You, you worked out there because there was a, an abortion referendum in Ohio. Exactly. So there, were, so there was an abortion referendum that, that the Republicans were worried was going to pass. So the first step that they did was to, was to, um, try, to pa- try to change their rules. I mean, that's the thing. If you, if you can't win right on your, yeah. on your ideas, you try to cheat. Yeah, and, and so that's what they did. They 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 said, okay, so let's make it be that instead of needing to get a fifty-one yeah. percent to pass a constitutional amendment, let's just say you have to get a sixty super percent supermajority. Yeah, um, which was very much, and they they acknowledged it was was very much in order to defeat the upcoming uh, constitutional uh, amendment that was being proposed for the November ballot to. Um, to, to enshrine the right to abortion. Right. So that constitutional amendment, we worked really hard to make sure people understood what that was about, and that failed. Yeah. So then the, the so then the ballot initiative did come to the to no, to the people in November in Ohio, and that passed. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Good work. That yes. is so critical. Um, all of these abortion referendums are winning uh, across the country, even in red states, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of grassroots work, like the work of Indivisible Swing Left. Thank you for that work. I think we are going to take a break now. We are. And we'll be back really shortly with Carrie Baker, who is a professor of study of women and gender at Smith College, and Beth Lev from Indivisible Swing Left. I think it's Indivisible Northampton Swing Left. Indivisible Northampton, swing left Western Mass, just to make it as long as possible. (laughs) We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. Find local news and local talk for the Valley. It is critical that the investigation is not limited to federal violations of gender discrimination, but includes the alleged allegations of corruption, nepotism, abuse of power, and use of position to aid Ms. Cunningham's personal business. These allegations actually require an investigation by a different body than a Title IX investigator. Where the heart of the Pioneer Valley lives. 1015 and 1400 WHMP. News, information, and the arts. What's cooking at River Valley Co-op? Here's avid eater, grocery shopper, and co-op member, Bill Newman. The co-op's kitchen is always stirring things up. Get ready to go meals, sandwiches, salads, pizza, burritos. Get help with holiday parties and dinners. Let's bake. The co-op has all your baking essentials, like ground up, flour and grains, stone milled in Holyoke. Put a little lovin' in the oven. Breads and brownies, cookies and cake. Let your creative inspiration flow. River Valley Co-op. Wild about local. Everyone is welcome. Banking with Greenfield Savings Bank is more rewarding than ever with our free You Choose Rewards. You Choose is our debit cards reward program that rewards you every time you use your GSB Debit MasterCard. 
YouChoose Rewards is free. And with YouChoose Rewards, you'll earn points that can be redeemed for dining, shopping, traveling, cashback, donations, and more. Link your GSB Debit MasterCard with your mobile wallet, including Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, and PayPal. It's easy to start earning with YouChoose Rewards. Just go to our website and sign up for YouChoose Rewards for your GSB Debit MasterCard. It's free. All you need to do is sign up and you'll earn rewards every time you use your GSB Debit MasterCard. You choose rewards, the free debit card rewards program that earns you points every time you use your GSB Debit MasterCard. Sign up today at greenfieldsavings.com slash you choose. Greenfield Savings Bank, member FDIC, member DIF. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And Feminist Futures with Smith College professor Carrie Baker continues with her and our very special guest, Beth Lev from Indivisible Northampton, Swing Left Western Mass. Carrie. Yeah. So, Beth, can you say a little bit more about, like, what can people hear in the deep blue of Western Massachusetts, or Massachusetts, as the case may be, um, do to, I mean, we are in a crisis of democracy. We are looking, elections are a little less than a year away. Donald Trump still seems to miraculously have a lot of support. Uh, you know, Congress is, you know, the, the House is controlled by Republicans. The Senate is barely controlled by Democrats. How can, what can we do to actually influence to make sure that we still have a democracy after next year's election? And can I just add one fact here? It looks really grim for the Democrats to hold the Senate, yeah. meaning that the House becomes critically important. Can you imagine a trifecta with Donald Trump as president and the Republicans controlling both the House and the Senate? Yeah. And if we lose the Senate, then that means the Supreme Court can, you know, Donald Trump could continue his packing of of the Supreme Court with these MAGA candidates. And even if Biden should win, if the Republicans win the Senate, as seems really likely, yeah. that means that Biden will not get one judge appointed. Right. Because we know that's what they did, right, with um, Merrick Garland. They refused to even hold a hearing on Obama's nomination of Merrick Garland. Right. So, so I guess when faced with all of that kind of scary information, then it's really important that we do do things. Because I think sometimes hearing all that can, can lead people to say, ugh, it's, you know, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. We're definitely going to lose the Senate, for example, and we, you know, and and any poll, every poll that shows Biden either even or less than Trump becomes, you know, a, a big uh, crisis. And I feel like we we easily, we Democrats, we progressives, easily lose sight of our successes and and kind of what each, each what we need to do each step to keep going, to, to build on those successes and to move forward. So it's possible we'll lose the Senate, but it's also possible we'll keep the Senate. It's possible we'll get back a trifecta. And the only way that will happen, and it can happen, is if each of us does whatever we can. Yeah. So, And we in Blue Massachusetts, another conversation can be what can we do to help Massachusetts become a little bit more blue, a little bit more transparent. But that's for, that's that's what we do. Once you have democracy, you want to build on it and strengthen it. And there's work to do in within our state around that issue. But in the big in the country at, as a whole, yes, now the issue is saving democracy and prevent and and 
saving it first and perfecting it. So, so we in Bloom, Massachusetts, um, can do a lot with our time and our and our money. So there's donations. That's something that uh, the swing left group that is we're now together with um, has a long history of helping people funnel donations, know where to donate across the country. Um, in fact, we just had a, a group um, talking about the Movement Voter Project, which, which funds grassroots groups across the country um, who are vetted and effective to help save democracy, get more progressive, more voters voting, frankly. If you get more voters voting, you're going to get more, pro- more yeah. democracy and more progressive yes. um, issues happening. So, so that's one thing. Time, time and volunteering. So there's, you can write postcards to voters in anywhere across the country, and that is one of the things that we do a lot of. You can do that in your own home. You pick up the postcards. We subsidize the costs of the stamps and the cards themselves. You get the addresses. You write often little bits, sometimes more. Uh, it depends on the campaign. But you help voters know, hey, there's an election coming up, or hey, there's this person, and did you know what they voted for last time? Because a lot of times people don't really know, and in fact, one of th- don't really know what their candidates stand for. They might know, and some people, which we have found, which is kind of incredible, we have found from our phone banking talking to people across the country, yeah. some people, many people, more than I would have thought, don't know the difference between Republicans and Democrats. Right. Like, what does it mean to be a Republican? We, so uh, in, in a, about a year ago, we were saying, okay, so Obama is a Democrat, Trump is a Republican. And that helped to kind of give a big picture to some people, but, yeah. but even policies people aren't aware of. So the calls that we make, talking to people, saying, this is what's going on, this is what, people, this is what your guy voted for, yeah. or this is what the person running against them wants to, to make happen, is really powerful. And it makes a difference to that voter that you talk with, and it makes a difference for yourself to say, oh, I did something. Mm-hmm. So that um, Bill was saying earlier, you know, like generation from now, when you're talking to your kids, or your grandkids, or you're writing your memoirs or whatever, um, what do you say you did in this moment of crisis? Yeah. And and there is a lot that we can each do depending upon our level of comfort, and it all makes a difference. So when you're calling people, do they answer the phone? So... Uh, not everybody answers the phone. I don't answer the phone if I, if I get a call from a number that, that I don't know. But surprisingly, a, a, a surprisingly large enough number of people do answer the phone. And people, and there are people that are open to talking. And so in a phone bank, for example, the phone banks we do are about two hours long. The first part of that is introductions and training. And then there's the fo- calling. And then there's a 15 or so minute debrief at the end. Um, and within that, and we get probably 15 volunteers to 20, something like that, depending, uh, calling. So so by the end of, so each person might talk to one or two, three, five would be, five would be a high number of people in that hour and 40 minutes or whatever that they're actually calling. But then at the end of the night, we get together and we share what happened. Who did you, you know, well, how were your calls? Some people will say, I had a bad night. I didn't talk to anybody. That's very rare. But usually there are, usually everyone has at least one call mm-hmm. where they made a difference with a voter. And if you get 15 of those people and that's in, in a night, then you've got 
15, 20, 30 voters who now, who now know something that they didn't know before, who are uh, moved by somebody who cared enough to call them to say, here's what's going on. That voter is going to talk to yeah. their family, their friends, even if they say, I got this annoying call, but did you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and it all has an and the callers. So they, they get to hear, wow, you know, I made this difference, or I didn't make a difference tonight, but this person did, and our bank as a whole did this, made this difference. Yeah. And in Virginia, for example, our most recent um, effort, you know, there's a, there's a race, as last I looked, was still not called, and there's a difference of 72 votes. In wow. Virginia, there was, a, there was an office that was, that was decided by a coin toss because it was even. Right. So every call makes a difference. And you're one of hundreds and hundreds of these kinds of groups across the country it's, doing this work. So exactly. you, you're, you're, you're giving your little bit that's building up in, in making a real impact. That's right. That's right. And so being able to be part of a larger group doing something that really matters is really inspiring and helps us not get to that place of discouragement or despair or or panic. Are you calling Democratic voters or any voter? It depends on the phone bank, and we always collaborate with, with a local group. Um, uh, so uh, in in our calls to Virginia, we, we collaborated with a group called Rural Ground Game, um, which focuses on rural voters um, because mm. we— we tend, we as Democrats have tended to overlook people in red, and I'm red in air quotes, areas, and especially rural areas, when that's a mistake. There are Democrats everywhere, actually, and progressives everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are, we are almost out of time. So I want to first ask you, how can people learn more about your organization or be in touch? So uh, everyone is welcome to be in touch, and um, that would be great to join us. Please do. We have a website where you can go and uh, sign up to get our our emails and newsletters, and that's so that's that's the abbreviation for Indivisible Northampton Swing Left Western Mass. So it's i n dash s l w m dot org. That's our website. So you, you can, can say that one more time. Yes, in-slwm.org. Uh, so that's the for Indivisible Northampton-SwingLeftWesternMass.org. Great, great. Well, so I always wrap up the show with a question of what is your feminist future? So um, so I'm going to – I'm not sure really what – what that means, but so I'm going to answer it as um, what is my hope yes. for yeah for the future in terms of feminism, and I guess I guess I see that as uh, totally entwined with my hope for democracy uh, because I feel like in a healthy democracy, a healthy democracy is feminist uh, at least mm -hmm. in my in my view, and so um, so my hope is that more and more people uh, get involved in create in defending and strengthening democracy. Many of these grassroots movements are totally or primarily powered by, by women, actually, not necessarily led by women. So I, in, my, in my ideal future, that would, it would be a much more evenly divided kind of uh, collaboration, both in terms of the grassroots groups, in terms of the actual elected leaders, and uh, we would have a strong, functioning feminist democracy. Thank you so much. Beth Lev, who is co-founder and co-director of Indivisible Northampton, Swing Left Western Mass. Thank you for all your incredible work. Thank you. And thank you, Carrie, for your great work as well. Indeed. Carrie Baker, this has been Feminist Futures. We'll be right back.
This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Amherst Town Councilors met for over six hours last night to talk about everything from funding for the library renovations to streetlight policies and Paul Bockelman's performance as town manager. Here's newly elected Jones Library trustee Eugene Gofredo. To reject the project would be a costly mistake. We would lose over $23 million of federal, state, corporate, and personal funds. Pretty much all of it is contingent upon the project as it's currently defined. A vote on whether to approve a supplemental appropriation for the expansion and renovation was postponed until a later date. The Healy-Driscoll administration has launched a new state police unit to combat and prevent hate crimes called HART, the Hate Crimes Awareness and Response Team. The unit is comprised of four to five sworn members of the state police to serve as primary contacts for local law enforcement, community, and religious groups. With one day down and one to go, the 14th annual March for the Food Bank of Western Mass continues today. Walkers have raised over $120,000. Congressman Jim McGovern's joining the march again with Monty Belmonte. Hunger is a political condition, and we have the resources and the ability to eradicate it, not only in our community, but throughout the country, and I would argue throughout the world, but we lack the political will. To donate to the annual March for the Food Bank, you can call 888-323-HOPE or visit the website foodbankwma.org. Sunshine this morning, clouds this afternoon, a high of 38 to 42. Rain and snow developing after 6 o'clock this evening. The snow will gradually change over to rain overnight tonight, a low of 30 to 36. Coating in Northampton and then up to 4 inches in our far western hills. For Wednesday, rain in the morning, mostly cloudy in the afternoon, a high of 44 to 48. Dry on Thanksgiving. 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. Miss an episode of Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg? Want to hear the stories and perspectives of local business leaders? Click on podcasts at whmp.com. Talk the Talk, Western Mass Business Show, Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, The Hustler Files, Panorama, and more. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. The only live and local talk in the Valley for the Valley. whmp.com. You're a nonprofit doing good work in the community. You want to let people know? That's easy. Talk to Hannah. Tell her you want to have a PSA on WHMP. If you're a community nonprofit, WHMP helps you communicate. Have an event? Need donations? Volunteers? Talk to Hannah. She'll help you craft a message and we'll run it at no cost. Hi, it's Hannah. Email me at hward at whmp.com or call me at 586-7400. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts, and messages from community nonprofits. Eye drops continue to pose health risks. The Food and Drug Administration is warning consumers not to use 26 brands of eye drops that were produced in India because of alleged unsanitary conditions at the factory. The products have been recalled and were sold by retailers including CVS, Rite Aid, and Walmart. Amazon has announced a new partnership with Hyundai that would allow consumers to purchase cars directly from the Amazon website. Consumers will choose the model, color, and trim features online, as well as financing options. If you're traveling by air this Thanksgiving, get to the airport early. The Transportation Security Administration expects to screen 30 million passengers through November 28th, the most ever. The Sunday after Thanksgiving is expected to be the busiest day during that period, with an estimated 2.9 million passengers. I'm Mark Huffman. Learn more at ConsumerAffairs.com. 
You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. On this, the second day of the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, it is particularly gratifying to have with us two of the very important people from the Northampton Survival Center, Heidi Norton-Smith, who has been the executive director for almost 20 years, and as well, Alexandra Leger, who is the pantry manager at the Northampton Survival Center. They are here as part of Brian Adams' uh, segment with us, which we call Science and Sensibility, and we are so pleased, so pleased that you, the listeners, can contribute and can make a huge difference now, this moment. You can fight hunger. You can give meals to people in Western Massachusetts, in our communities, who may not want you to know that they will otherwise go hungry. And in this hour, your contribution will be doubled. If you give $10, it becomes $20. If you give $50, if you could manage that, it becomes $100 because we have a $2,500 matching grant on the table for this hour. Tell them that you heard this on WHMP and Talk the Talk. Your contribution will be doubled. $100 means 300 meals for people who would other be hungry. And we ask you to call 888-323-HOPE, 888-323-HOPE. Let me turn the microphone over to... GCC Professor Emeritus of Environmental Science, Brian Adams. Brian, the microphone's yours. Thank you, Bill. And it's really important to celebrate Thanksgiving coming up, celebrate the harvest, celebrate football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's five full days of football. But as we're celebrating Thanksgiving, to recognize that uh, not all of our uh, fellow community folks um, have enough food to put on the table, not just at Thanksgiving, but uh, on every day. Uh, and I'm delighted to have both Heidi Norton-Smith and Alexander Leger-Small, the pantry manager and the executive director at the Northampton Survival Center, here to talk about food insecurity and the wonderful work that the Survival Center does. We're not going to confuse the Northampton Survival Center with the food bank. And today is the food bank um, um, march, and we're hoping people give money to the food bank. But what the food bank does is give food to the Northampton Survival Center, which is a pantry that directly serves uh, people. And let's begin with you, Heidi. What does the Survival Center do? Who are your clients? And how do you get food out to the most hungry of our fellow community folks? Thanks, Brian. Yeah, um, we are, as you say, we're in the position of putting food directly in the hands of people who need it. We serve 18 communities throughout Hampshire County. Um, our, our operations look a little different during the pandemic and, and in this recovery period. Alexander will give us some great illustration of that. Um, but we are serving people who are food insecure and making sure that they have healthy food that they can enjoy all year round, not just on Thanksgiving, but we, we often talk about Friday morning breakfast being just as important a meal, and we're here for those days. So a client who's experiencing food insecurity, they're having trouble making ends meet, how do they access the Survival Center? What, what do they do to get food? They have a couple of different options, and I should start by saying um, clients in the Hilltowns have the option of going to our Hilltown Pantry in Goshen, uh, which is open on Wednesdays. But coming to Northampton, uh, there are three different modes that we provide food. One is a drive-through mode, so folks can stay in their cars, stay warm, stay uh, safely separated if that's an issue, because many of our clients are immunocompromised or immunosuppressed. Um, and they work directly with a volunteer who really helps them make a very 
customized, personalized choice package of uh, foods that their family will enjoy. We also have an amazing curbside program that Alexander uh, really uh, spearheaded and created, uh, which features an online store where folks can look at the actual products they'll be uh, choosing and make that selection and then come during an appointment time and get those those groceries brought to their car. And then we have a very robust and growing delivery program so that folks who are um, not able to come to the center have those choices as well. Yeah, I'm really interested in the delivery program. I mean, that's a wonderful thing for folks who can't get out of their houses given mobility issues or transportation issues or age issues or whatever it is. You actually deliver food right to them. Uh, is that, and how does that work? It's just such a great concept. Alexander, you want to talk about that? I'd love to. Thanks. So our uh, home delivery program actually has uh, a couple different streams. Uh, we work closely with the housing authority in Northampton and Florence, and every week we deliver to two to four of their housing sites. Um, but in addition to that, we have the individual home delivery, which speaks more to those folks that have mobility issues or even just transportation issues. Uh, sometimes it's impossible for somebody in Hatfield to make it down to uh, the center. So those deliveries really allow a population uh, that could easily lose access to choice to make their own decisions about groceries. And uh, we are a choice pantry, so we don't give out pre-made bags. All of our clients get to choose exactly what they want to eat. That's so exciting. And, and, the, and the variety of food that you distribute is pretty stunning, right? I it mean, is. It's, it's like a supermarket. Um, where does the food come from? Sure. So that comes uh, in a couple different streams. Uh, we work very closely with the food bank, uh, and they sort of create the the base level of our food pyramid, if you think about it that way. Without the food bank, we could not build up the higher layers of specific ingredients that clients are looking for, whether it's a ingredient that fits with their home culture and they have come uh, as refugees or immigrants, whether it's a dietary uh, ingredient like something that's gluten-free or vegan. Uh, of course, we depend on the community for food drives as well as for donations that allow us to seek out some of those more specific ingredients and uh, work out deals with retailers to get those items in. As Monty is uh, marching from Northampton today all the way up to Greenfield, I think was just at the Amherst Survival Center, uh, we encourage our listeners to be donating to the food bank. But we also encourage our listeners to to not confuse the food bank with the Northampton Survival Center or the Amherst Survival Center, which I think the marchers are at or have just have just left. Um, the number for the food bank to support um, this marching day is one eight 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 two three two three hope. That's one eight 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 three two three hope, and donations are being doubled. So we really encourage folks to be contributing to both organizations to the food bank. Uh, as well as to the Northampton Survival Center. Heidi, let's go back to you. Trends are, you know, it just is so disturbing that food insecurity is so prevalent in our communities in Western Massachusetts. 
Do you see an uh, increase in need? How is how's that going? Yeah, we, we saw a huge spike, as we as everybody did at the beginning of the pandemic. And that, that kind of leveled off for a while. Um, but we are seeing those numbers tick up again, for sure. In fact, uh, we just have been redesignated as an extra, extra large pantry under the food bank's rubric of the size of pantries that access food from them. So we really are, um, we are seeing quite, a, quite an extensive uh, variety of people and a lot of need. And why is that? I know mean, food has just skyrocketed. The price of food um, has gone, gone through the roof, and it's challenging um, for folks that, that even aren't <laughs> experiencing food insecurity to make ends, ends meet food-wise. But why is this trend going up? You know, there's so many variabilities, and sometimes we can't even keep track of which factors are uh, sort of spurring these trends. And of course, they're very individual as well. Um, But the uncertainty and the instability in government has made uh, some people fairly fearful. And when life is fearful or, or insecure... Um, it's it's nice that we're here so that they can really make sure they know that they will have access to food and help you know, healthy food at that um, so that that's just one thing off of their their worry list. Uh, Alexander, you're the uh, food pantry manager at the Northampton Survival Center. Can you share some stories about clients that our listeners might want to hear? Absolutely. Um, this one is uh, within the last week, and I shared this with Heidi and the rest of the team. Um, but I had an interaction with a client who was looking for a turkey, and turkeys aren't something that we can absolutely supply for all of our clients for the holidays. Um, but many generous people in the community will donate a turkey here or there. This client was talking to me and recently told me she lost her brother who would get her a turkey every year. And I had the opportunity to say, well, you know, I have a turkey for you. And it was one of those community and bridge building moments where this client was lacking not only the food, but the connection with her brother and the family. And we could step in to provide some of that love that she felt like she was missing this year and give her kids and her relatives a happy Thanksgiving with that turkey as well. Thanksgiving is one of those holidays just built around food. Uh, And for those that are food insecure, having a place like the Northampton Survival Center just makes all the difference in the the world. Um, Heidi Norton-Smith, Executive Director of the Survival Center, if people want to contribute or donate or volunteer, how does that work? The best way to start is to look online. We are at www.northamptonsurvival.org, and that's where you can make a donation or um, get involved, as you say, as a volunteer. We're very, very happy to, to welcome new people into our circle. And you really rely extensively on volunteers. I mean, it's a, it's a volunteer-based organization, right? That's right. We had 370 volunteers at the time when Whoa. the pandemic hit um, that, that year. So we're, we're building back up. Um, we're in the 250 range, uh, but we always need more folks, so come on board. My wife does a Monday morning shift from 10 to noon and just uh, worships the center, and we all worship the work that you do. And again, the marchers are marching as we speak on this cold Tuesday before Thanksgiving. They're somewhere in Amherst, I think. Uh, who knows Who knows where? Um, Bill, you want to share more information about the march well, with folks? We are going to be back in a jiffy. We encourage you to call 888-323-HOPE. 
Your contribution will be doubled if you call right now. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Heidi Norton-Smith and Alexander Leger from the Northampton Survival Center. And we'll clarify for you the relationship between the Northampton Survival Center and the Food Bank of Western Mass, because you want to know both, you want to support both. We'll be right back. Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with local dynamo Tara Brewster, Saturdays at 11 and Sundays at 2, only on WHMP. Brought to you by Greenfield Savings Bank with offices all throughout Hampshire and Franklin counties. GreenfieldSavings.com. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. When you're going through a tough time and need to talk with a mental health care provider as soon as possible, walk into ServiceNet's clinic at 50 Pleasant Street in downtown Northampton any Wednesday between 10 and 2. We'll see you right away. Or call ServiceNet anytime to make an appointment. Talk therapy, medication management, and other specialized treatments. ServiceNet's team works together to provide the care you need all in one place. Walk in Wednesdays 10 to 2 or call anytime. Pie is like duct tape. It fixes everything. We must have pie, the great playwright David Mamet said. Stress cannot exist in the presence of a pie. So you go to Paul and Elizabeth's, you order a slice of pie, or you call and order a whole pie. I'll pick it up Saturday. They make cream pies at Paul and Elizabeth's and fruit pies, whatever's in season, peach pie in deep summer, apple in fall. Pie fixes everything. Therefore, Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant is a repair shop inside Thorns in downtown Northampton. Want to know more about local history, literature, and education? Hilltown Families' bi-monthly Learning Ahead Cultural Itineraries offer an easy way to delve into Western Mass culture and traditions. These new seasonal itineraries are produced in collaboration with a humanities scholar and community education expert, offering ways for self-directed teens and lifelong learners to engage in learning that helps shape a sense of place. Funded by a year-long grant from Mass Humanities, you can download guides anytime, free of charge, at Hilltown Families. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And as we noted, Buzz is away today. We are here with Brian Adams and Heidi Norton-Smith and Alexander Leger from the Northampton Survival Center. The microphone is yours, please. So again, as Monty marches, the Northampton Survival distributes. So... There you go. Can you just one more time for our listeners clarify the difference between the food bank, and uh, which is sort of this umbrella organization giving money out to hundred and something different organizations, and one of those is the Northampton Survival Center. Um, and can you talk about your the relationship real quick with that? Yeah, as you say, the, the the food bank is bringing in literally millions and millions of pounds and distributing it to hundreds of organizations like ours. Millions We're, of pounds of food. Of, I'm sorry, that's right, of food. Um, and uh, our organization is one of the largest shoppers at the food bank. Um, and the, and as Alexander said, they they provide sort of that base layer of fundamental foods that we need to rely on, from which we build into the the client need of individualized items. So encouraging our listeners. 
on this Thanksgiving week to give thanks um, by donating money, not just to the food bank, but also to the Northampton Survival Center. Alexander, it's a, it's a cool program. Not only does a survival center distribute food, but recipes, too, of what to do with some of these uh, food items that clients might say, huh, what the heck is that? Sure. So uh, we do. We have recipes on days that we have unique ingredients, but one of the most exciting programs that we have right now is our pantry fresh meal kit where we create a recipe and supply the majority of the ingredients for a client, uh, for all clients each month. And uh, had a really great interaction with some folks last week who told me the meal kit for this month, it's a stuffed squash. Uh, she said that it's something she normally would not have tried, but had the opportunity and brought her six-year-old daughter into the kitchen with her and they made it together. And it was a great moment where people got to learn how to cook. They tried new things that they wouldn't before. And there was community building, which is just so integral to what we do. So much of our community building is around food. And uh, in these days of food insecurity for so many, it's really nice to know that the food bank is out marching uh, and the Northampton Survival Center is out giving food. Um, Heidi, we've got about 30 seconds left. How do people contact, one more time, how do people contact the Northampton Survival Center? Our website is www.northamptonsurvival.org, and they can always call 586-6564 to get more information. And again, not just looking for donations of money, but looking for donations of food and looking for volunteers. That's Uh, right. And if you are in need and you're hearing this, please contact us as well. We're here for you. Uh, We've been talking with Heidi Norton-Smith. She's the executive director at the Northampton Survival Center. And Alexander Leger-Small, the pantry manager, thank you both so much for being here and for the good work that the two of you and the Northampton Survival Center continue to do. And thank you, Brian Adams, for bringing Heidi and uh, Alexander on the show today. We really appreciate it. And those are listeners who want to make a contribution to the march for the food bank, 1-888-323-HOPE, and your contribution will be doubled hunger in our community is unacceptable it's just wrong please do your part hi tom hartman here be sure to join me noon to three eastern time monday through friday right here on the tom hartman program Occupying the media three hours a day, five days a week for We the People. On 101.5 and 1400. Join me noon to three Eastern time, Monday through Friday, right here on the Tom Hartman Program. WHMP. Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult looking to improve your reading, writing, and math skills, or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam and preparing for college. To find out about our free classes in Franklin and Hampshire counties, check us out online at literacyproject.org or call us in Northampton at 413-584-6755. If you want to learn, Literacy Project is the place for you. WHMP North.